And we are back for another episode of Eddie Green's 101. I am your host, Eddie Green. This is my 101. This is the 101 podcast, the 101 podcast, the only one 101 podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by, I apologize, I did zoom through that intro, didn't I? Well, that's just because I wanted to get through the sponsor so that we could get right into this episode because I am being joined by Jasmine Harry. Yes, Harry, like Harry Potter, like I have a hairy arm, like uh, Miss Harry, yes, not Hari. We do clarify that at the beginning of the episode. Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on and for coming on on your boyfriend's birthday. That's incredibly alarming. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Calm down, everybody. She did come on on her boyfriend's birthday, but uh, as far as I know, he was working, so she had some time. She could come on, and they celebrated later on. Calm down. Don't get your knickers in a twist. I did say knickers, okay? Don't put words in my mouth. Don't put anything in my mouth. If you put something in my mouth... I might enjoy it. No, what the fuck is happening? Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and uh, just talking and reconnecting. I've known you for about 10 years. I've known Jasmine. Why am I talking in this way? I've known Jasmine for about, like Jasmine's listening. Well, she might be listening, but she's not listening right now. This is pre-recorded. I've known Jasmine for about 10 years and it was just a lot of fun to reconnect. And uh, yeah, guys, sit back, relax, get ready, get set, because it is Jasmine Harry. Hello, Jasmine. Is it do, okay? Do I say your last name Harry or Harry? I want to make sure I get this right. It's Harry. Harry, like Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I've always—I <laughs> don't think I've ever actually ever known. I think I've always just said. I think I have Jasmine. said Harry. No, yeah, or or you just call me Jasmine. You never call me by my last name. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get people though that go Harry? Um. Hari a lot, but what's funny is that my last name, when my grandparents, well, great-grandparents came over from Switzerland, it was pronounced Hari because it was spelled H-A-A-R-I with two dots over the A, but, you know, America decided to change it and they made it Harry. But yeah, people say, it's, people say Harry and it's, there's no Y at the end. It's more like if you're British and you say Harry, you go Harry kind of thing, so. Interesting. So. I, I, so, so at one point, your last name had those two little dots over the A, because I know actually a couple people that have that. And is that supposed to be like you're supposed to say it a little differently? I don't. I honestly have no idea. I never. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if there's any like emphasis on it or anything like that. It's just that. That's what my like my dad tells me about it. I don't know. He could be lying, but. Wow. I don't know. I, I've never seen any documentation of it yet. I've seen like the census of when my grandparents like where my great grandparents were like in their twenties, but I've never seen the actual documents of when they came over and then like were in Ellis Island. So I have no idea. Wow. Well, Hey, look, it is uh it's great to hear your voice. I haven't heard your voice in, in some time. Um, Probably. So this week will be eight years of me graduating high school. So for you, it'd be what nine or no 10, uh, 2011. So nine, nine years. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're 10 years. So it's been t- almost 10 years 
nine, ten years since we've talked. Yeah, I uh, I got the uh, I've talked about this. Uh, I don't know if it was on the Boyd episode because I know that's it uh, was about your high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. There's something about a high school reunion in 2020 that does not fly with me. It's something that I feel like, you know, you have to think that we've stayed in touch, even though. okay, I haven't heard your voice since like you like we just figured out maybe almost in a decade. But I have been able to monitor what you've been doing just because (laughs) just because, you know, social media, we have this ability. That's the thing, too. Like, a lot of people that I was really close to in high school and even out of high school, like, we're not in touch, I guess, anymore. Like, when it comes to actual, like, texting or um, phone calls. But I definitely know what they're doing right now. I can tell you what they're doing because I am seeing them on social media, and which I think is awesome because everyone's busy in their own way. Even when I say I'm busy, I might not be busy. But everyone still has lives. And it's nice to know that like, even though um, I might not talk to you anymore, like I can still see, Oh, like you're doing this. Oh, you're doing like, that's amazing. Like when you, I loved listening to yours and Boyd's um, podcast because it reminded me of when we used to go into Miss Fulmer's uh, the side room and we used to do the, uh, the David, what was it? Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. We were, uh, we were parodying David Letterman. Yeah, David Letterman, and I was, uh, what was his name, Paul? Paul, yeah, Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer, and that, I, I think there's still, like, videos of it on Facebook. There is, but yeah. It's just, it's great to just, like, you know, know, and I, I've, I've, I've friends with Boyd on Facebook, but I, I still don't, you know, like, I, it's good to hear what everyone's up to and, and what they're doing. It's really nice to know, and if we all are older now. It's the weirdest thing when I get memories on Facebook of, like, graduation pictures and like the signing board at you know at our school and it's very it's very weird I don't feel like I just celebrated 26th birthday a couple months ago and I don't feel it no me neither I'm t- I feel it I know I tell me I feel it you know my body is not what it used to be <laughs> but in my head I'm like I can't believe you know I was t- 10 years ago I was 16 like it doesn't it just is weird. Yeah, it, it it doesn't add up, and uh, I do feel young at heart. Do you feel young at heart? Like I don't like. I think I'm going to be one of those people that I'll be 50 and I'll still feel like I'm just turning 21. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I definitely an, an old lady when it comes to like if people want to hang out. I'm like, Ugh. like you know, I drag and. But I work with kids, so for me, I'm always around children and and, you know just being around like that young spirit and I definitely am always but I've always been like that always like I don't shut up so like I'm always talking always talking to somebody so for me like I just never I just keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going so I guess I do feel young at heart and just happy to be you know healthy and alive like every day I'm, I'm always grateful that I get to wake up every day and do what I love to do and just um am able to you know not worry about like oh my gosh like I my legs are hurting or my arm my back's hurting you know so yeah but isn't it do you think I always think about this I always think that it's it's coming you know oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, gonna hit, it's gonna hit me like a ton of bricks at one point in time yeah. I just know it yeah, I know it, and I can't believe I'm thinking it. I can't believe I I remember thinking I'm never gonna think that. There's no yeah. way I'm gonna think that. Get out of here, mom, dad. Yeah, what? No. I 
I'm always like, I really like, I love sleep. Like I, it's, it's horrible, but I enjoy, like, I love taking naps. And it's one of those things where I don't take like a 30 minute nap. Like, no, I'm going to, if I have the time, I'll take a two hour nap. And I feel like, but I'm happy and rejuvenated when I wake up. But yeah. I do, I do enjoy sleep. Sleep is great. Sleep is great. So is. you, okay. So you work with, with, with kids. What, like, what exactly do you do? Um, position that I'm in is I'm an administrative manager at my job. So I'm handling, um, billing and, um, payroll and, um, I'm a supervisor at my job. So I just, I don't actually work in a classroom, but I handle kind of like the back end stuff, making sure, you know, documents are submitted and making sure everyone's getting paid. And, um, you know, if they want to take off, you know, work, I'm the one that submits everything. So I just make sure that, um, everything's up and running and that, um, you know, parents are getting billed for certain things. And if there's any billing issues, they come to me. So, and you're doing that in Jacksonville. I am. Yeah. I live in Jacksonville now. Not that far. Not that far. I was, uh, I just talked to, um, you'll recognize his name, uh, Jeff, Jeff McDevitt. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. I remember. I, well, I, I know what he's up to now because I follow him yep. and I think he, yeah, he's still friends with like, every time I think of like all the people that we used to all hang out with when we did like Greece and we did Wizard of Oz, it's, I love that everyone still kind of communicates in a way and it's whether it's social media or whether they actually are friends. Like I know Jeff and Marty Beltiero are still friends and it's really cool to like, they live like right next to each other. I think they live in New York now, right? They live together uh, in New, in New Jersey. They do live. See, okay. That's what it is. But it's so cool to see that. Cause I remember I was really close to, to Jeff um, when I was a, when you guys were seniors and I was a junior um, just because of uh, Jeff was dating my friend at the time and I was really cool. Like I would always hang out with them and it was really, it was really cool and, and fun. Um, and that's really cool. Yeah. He, uh, we talked about that cause I was like, it's, that is my, that's some of my fondest memories is that side room of that choir room and, yeah, and just, just doing the, just, like, the dumbest shit. Chorus, <laughs> chorus, yeah. Just chorus in general. I mean, that was honestly like, the best even though so i started high school like i started fpc um my sophomore year so before that i went to matanzas which is the you know the other school in our in our town um and i went there my freshman year because my mom worked there but when i went over to um fpc i didn't know that many people like i knew like a lot of my age group just because i went to middle school with them but I really didn't know that many people. And my mom told me, she's, I was like, I told her about Greece auditions and she's like, why don't you audition for it? And I was like, no, I'm not going to be good. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I'm scared. I'm nervous. She's like, Jasmine, do it. You're going to get in. You, she's like, you have an amazing voice. You're going to get in. I was like, okay, whatever. So I auditioned, but I originally auditioned for Sandy. And when I auditioned, um, Mr. K, Mr. Kachergo pulled me aside. He's like, um, you know, hey, we already have somebody who's going to be Sandy, but would you want to play Marty? And I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, she has a solo. And um, Miss Kelly was there too. He's like, she has a solo and, you know, you get to be one of the pink ladies. I was like, yeah, of course. I'm like, I would have been happy with getting, you know, ensemble or something like that, like being in the background. Like I didn't care, but the fact that, you know, I got uh, one of the lead roles, I was so excited. And honestly, that was the, I, to this day, thank my mom. Like, I'm so happy that you did that because the memories that I have from being in 
acting, for being in chorus, still to this day, like I think about them all the time. Yeah, they do. They 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 create so many so many just uh, moments that you can go back to in your brain. And what's weird is my my niece is getting ready to go into FPC. She's getting ready to go to ninth grade and. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tread on the, uh, um, giving her advice lightly because, you know, I don't want to like freak her out or anything, but, or like overstuff her with all this just information. But I do want to tell her like, cause it is so true that just yeah. please, please, dear Lord, if you, if you don't hear anything else I say right now, please understand that these next four years, assuming that they are actually good, you're not bullied. And I hope you're not bullied. And if you are bullied, we're going to handle it. But yeah. If 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 it's as good as my four years were, these are going to be years that you look back on and you're going to be my age and you're going to go, okay, I like where I am in life right now, but if I could go back, I would at least go back and visit and then I'd come back here. Yeah, yeah I would like to go back and, and visit for a little bit, but um, I don't know if you know, but after I graduated, I moved up to New York for a little bit, but I, when I came back um, in 2016, I actually started working at FPC. Um, so I worked there for a year in the ESC department, which is the special education department. And I was there for a year and it was the weirdest feeling in the world to be an employee because I was going to different classrooms that classrooms that I actually had, um, not the same teachers because a lot of teachers, you know, moved around, but the, a lot of the same classrooms. And it was weird to be, cause I was only a couple years older. I had to be like 22. So these kids were, you know, 16 17 18 they're not too far away from me in age but I just remember walking through the hallway after you know years of being out of school and it still was like oh that it's still the same feeling and it's like I was lucky that I never really had to deal with a lot of shit you know in high school um middle school was the worst and I will never I literally if I could erase a part of my memory it'd be middle school but I think everyone has a horrible middle school experience but high school just there was really just something about it that I was just so excited to see. I got to see my friends every single day and just, you know, the classes that I had were decent. They were fun, but like, it just, I, I, but going back and working, it was the, it was really weird. It was a really weird feeling. Did it seem, did it almost seem small? Yes. No, the, the worst though is when I went back to my middle school, I was like, I felt like I could put one arm to one locker and the other arm to the other <laughs> side of the wall of the other locker. And I, it would be the same height. Damn. I'm like, what is, what is this? Like, yeah, it did seem a lot smaller, but then I'm like, it's not fair. Like I remember being, um, having, you had to get to what we had like what five or seven minutes to get to a class. Something like that. And, yeah. And I remember being on the other side of the school having to go to the other side of the school. I'm like, how do kids do this? I'm like, today I'd be out of breath going to one end from the other. Yeah, that was a, that, yep, that was, because this is a, for everyone listening, this is sort of a, I feel like this is a pretty big high school that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we definitely have a big high school. It's not the biggest high school that I've, you know, friends that I've met along the way, they've had bigger high schools, but we definitely did have a big high school. And another thing too, speaking, you know, going back to like theater, our auditorium, Yes. Was the shit. And yes. it's still the shit. It really like we were so blessed and so spoiled to be able now our auditorium could hold up to what like a thousand people? Yeah. And we had when we would do like shows would fit a thousand like we had a thousand people there. Yeah, they uh uh because I do remember Greece. Uh this is a fun little side 
thing that I don't know if anyone knows, but because um, it sounds like your mom was really happy that you were doing it. My mom was really, you know, in my corner for theater. And when she found out about Greece, uh, apparently she did something along the lines of reaching out to, uh, was it, was it Oprah or something? Like, she, like she, she told me that she emailed Oprah to try to get Oprah to get John Travolta to come to the, the Flagler Auditorium because he has, yeah, because he has a place in Florida. And, um, of course that didn't happen. Fucking imagine. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't happen, but it was, it was a cool notion. Props to your mom. That's freaking amazing. Yeah. She was really excited about that one. And, uh, that would have been really cool. So, but Either way, that that particular show, Greece, that definitely filled that auditorium. It was it was a oh, it, it was because it's a professional auditorium. They have it they is. have touring Broadway companies go through there, and and uh, so we definitely got lucky. Versus something like the other school you were talking about, Matanzas. I don't, I've never seen there, or no, I have, but I don't their remember it. Their auditorium is very nice because it is a newer school, but it's very small. Yeah, very very small. Yeah it's it's uh it's 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 crazy to think back on the stuff you know and we should you know what we should do though i mean not everyone lives in florida but maybe if i i don't think everyone would be up for it but maybe instead of having a high school reunion maybe we could do like a chorus reunion or something just everyone from chorus like meet up and like we can go like maybe we can all meet in like orlando or something and like do that'd be something fun to do i bet no one would want to do it though because not everyone loved it as much as us but well, that's the thing. That's why I was hesitant about the high school reunion invitation that I got because I don't want to be and and it's not even at the school. It's going to be at some supposed park, and that's just weird yeah. to me. Like I that's would actually, I, yeah. I would go, I would go if it was at the school, just because I haven't been to that school in ten years. So I would go to just yeah. see what the school's like. But having said that, half those people I don't even know, so I don't want to yeah. be around people that I don't know. Now, if it was something like you just said, where if it's something like drama, choir, whatever. I'm a little more game for that because that was my saving grace in high school. Was yeah. that the same for you? Like that's what got me through high school. Yeah. Yep. My, me too. I, um, I think that a memory that I had had to be a couple of days ago was, um, you weren't there. It was, you already graduated, but Oliver, what, um, we had was our senior year. Um, that was our last performance was Oliver. And I think I just had memories come up about it. Um, and I remember that was really hard because it was, um, our senior year. And we just definitely like, cause all of us were, I was moving to New York and all of us were going to like college and it was definitely the hardest one, but that my mom to this day, like thinks that that was the best performance we've ever had just because the acting was so good. We actually had kids involved and, um, Alyssa Gilbert who played Oliver was fantastic. Um, and just everyone in that whole thing. And what's so funny is that when I think of like Oliver or I think of, um, Wizard of Oz, I was always paired with Boyd. Boyd and I, something about Boyd and I, like we were either always husband and wife or something like that. Like we always were together and I just love, I miss Boyd so much. I think about him all the time, but just him and I were always just, it was either like every time it was like Jasmine and Boyd, Jasmine and Boyd. I'm like, okay, I guess me and Boyd again. So, but that was always fun. Yeah. You were, uh, uh, he was Henry on, or he was uncle Henry. You were Aunt M. Yeah. And, uh, in the wizard of, uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, that, that was a funny pairing. Uh, because, because he has such a, you know, you don't have a, a, a country accent, obviously that no. dude, holy shit. And it's only gotten deeper. Like, that's why, <laughs> that's why at the beginning of our episode, I was like, dude, you need a podcast. I would listen to your podcast just for oh, your yeah, voice. His, his voice is so soothing. <laughs> 
the way yeah like i i can't even imitate it i cannot imitate it um but yeah like ah that would be cool that would be cool to do you remember do you remember when um during wizard of oz and like there was a one part where we were all i guess it was when um caitlin woke up she caitlin played dorothy uh, Dorothy. she woke up and we were like we laughed like the whole time like we couldn't stop laughing like somebody said something or there was like we were trying to like make each other laugh or some or or Boyd said something and we all started like giggling like on stage. I think do you remember that? I do remember what you're talking about and I think it might have been a multitude of things but the thing that I remember doing that is actually in the filmed version of that one because they filmed I think on the second night so they yeah. would we would oh, do I, the Oh, I remember the second night. We would, I remember the second night. <laughs> yeah, we would do the we would do the first night and that would sort of be our test run so that by the time we got to the filmed version that's supposedly the better. yeah, the better run. So at the yeah. end of that show, it's on it, it, it's actually on YouTube as well. Uh, at the end of it, when Dorothy wakes up and it's, you know, oh, Auntie M, there's no place like home and, and the lights fade. For some reason, Boyd and I just were like, wouldn't it be funny if I just put my, like me, I put my hand on top of your head, like <laughs> yes. j- just to like, yes, I remember that. <laughs> that's like, I remember- that's, that's what I did. So at the end of it, the lights are fading. And then I just put my hand on top of his head. Like I'm resting my, <laughs> like, I'm just like petting him or something. And it, it, it just ends there. Um, um- yeah good stuff yeah yeah do you uh, remember the recorded um version of greece uh vaguely why how like how, like everything like um when marty like drops something and it's like <laughs> and then um like the solar eclipse and everything like that no so in my like i literally had one scene to myself where it was the be- the bedroom scene where i'm you know talking about you know like all the guys that i have like that was my main scene that was my time to shine and they didn't bring out my dresser and the dresser that I had had the when you pulled it out had my wallet that dropped down showing all the the men that I have been with yeah and I remember and it was the recorded version so this is on like on tape pretty much of the lights turning on there's no dresser and then the set guys come out and bring the dresser out while we're actually doing the scene (laughs) and I was like of all the freaking time why did it have to be the recorded night and it was and then I dropped it and I had to like improvise and oh my gosh I was like what a hot mess yes yes but but it's just it's I was so I was so pissed like in that time like I literally thought I was like you know an oscar-winning actress like i was freaking kate winslet or something like that and i was like oh how dare you bring that out for me now i'm like that's freaking hilarious like that's the funniest thing in the world but in that moment i was fucking pissed yeah absolutely yeah i remember that uh there would be for 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 multiple shows there would always be some kind of an error that would happen and a lot of times they wouldn't be discreet about it like you just said they would just be like off stage dude you totally forgot so, oh okay i'm gonna go get it and then they just bring it out <laughs> during the middle of the performance like <laughs> like it's some kind of like this is some meta thing or like something i i yeah there's no explanation for it i'm sure people in the audience were, we're like what the hell is going on yeah. and like that's when you know like you're not watching a broadway production <laughs> you're watching a high school production and they with the high school production even though the the performers think they're on Broadway. They are certainly not. They are in high school, and that's what they're doing. It's not anything. We're not getting paid to do it, you know. 
But I, I remember just being like, I literally thought I was the shit when I would like audition and stuff. And I, I feel so bad. Like, so if anyone's listening that I was really mean to in chorus, I apologize or in <laughs> acting, I apologize. I was a bitch. I'm so sorry. I don't, I'm not like that anymore. Well, I'm still a bitch, but I'm just not, you know, a bitch trying to get what I want. So how, okay. So how are you a bitch? <laughs> Cause now I'm curious. How, I, I just, I don't put up with people's shit. No, like. No, I think that's what my job loves about me is that because, like, I have a lot of confidence. And I'm like, listen, you don't want it. That's fine. Goodbye. Have a good day. Um, but in any situation, like, I'll go to not right now because you can't go anywhere. Um, but I'll normally like I'll go to a store or I go to, you know, out to eat or whatever. And if I ever see like somebody being an asshole to a waiter or um, an employee, like, and that person's like really nervous or doesn't want to stand up for themselves. Like I'll stand up for them. I have no idea who you are, but I'm going to put this person in their place. Like you don't need to talk to people like that. I guess that, I don't know if that'd be a bitch or just like, but I'm not like, I don't like, I don't like when people do that. Like I really, that's the biggest thing for me. Like if you're nasty to somebody who works somewhere, like you're the, you're the biggest piece of crap in the world. Like why are you have to be, you know, unless that person deliberately like spit in your food, or, you know, deliberately did something like if they're, they're just, they can't, they work there. They're an employee. It's not like, you know, it's like, come on guys, like be human. Like, you know, it's just, people are assholes. Yeah. When you're at a restaurant is, is, is this something that you do where if let's say your, your order's wrong, right? Are you someone that's incredibly outspoken about it? Are you like, uh, causing a scene trying to be like hey what happened here this is not what i ordered or 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 if the like the waiter or waitress is really rude are you someone to call them out on it or you, do you just kind of swallow and, and walk away if they're depending on how rude they are so if they're rude um because they're just wanting to be an you know an asshole then yeah i'm gonna call them out on their shit but if they're just really flustered like you can tell what the person like they're just really flustered and they're just like i'm so sorry like oh my god like Blah, blah, blah. you know if they're just flustered and going back and forth like i'm literally gonna be like listen it's fine relax like i'm not in any rush like if they're like oh my god you know the kitchen's taking forever to to bring out the food i'm so sorry i'm like it's fine it's okay like i understand um if my food is wrong i'm depends on how wrong it is like if it's a completely different order i'm gonna say hey i didn't order this and then bring it back but if i ordered a cheeseburger with no onions and they have onions on it i'm just gonna take it off and put it to the side like i'm not gonna be that person to be like oh it has like one of my favorite movies which is weird that it's my favorite movie is waiting it has ryan reynolds in it and, oh yeah um, anna yeah. ferris and anna ferris yep and they say don't fuck with people who cook your food like <laughs> you know what i mean like after watching that i literally have very like i'm not gonna unless it's something where it's a completely different order then i'm gonna have them um you know be like oh this is not mine and then bring it back but no, if it's something minor, I'm, I don't really like to throw fits. And then it's weird because sometimes I don't even like confrontation. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to deal with it. I'll just eat it. I don't care. Yes. Confrontation is something I'm not good with. I hate confrontation. I will I will try to avoid it as much as possible. Yeah. You know, it is it's really hard. It's just, yeah, it's but it, I'm in awe of people that it seems like they live on that. It seems like they feed off of it. Like they're just, yeah. Like that's like, they like get energy from it. Yeah. They're waiting for it. They're, they're, they're just constantly looking like their, their confrontation radar is just always scoping around just seeing who can I get into a little bit of a disagreement with, or it's just, a, it, it blows my mind. And, uh, 
something about that that uh, that police activity channel that I was talking about is that you you will see a lot of that on that channel where it just seems like they're trying to fucking egg the cops on, you know they're yeah. 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 And it's just like, okay, well, I mean, uh, that's what I love about that channel is that's the stuff that you don't see on the news. It, usually a lot of times it's, you know, oh, the cops just gunned them down. Okay, well, why did they gun them down? Because you're making it seem like the cops are in the wrong here. And I'm not saying cops are never in the wrong. There's a lot of times they're in the wrong, but it's always good to see that kind of video where you know, that like that lady that you watch with the scissors, like she was like 100 percent egging that cop on. You know, you, you have was. to shoot me. Yeah. It's she literally said, shoot me. Shoot yeah. me. So it's like, OK, well, when you charge at me, I'm going to defend myself. Yes. And yes, I'm going to shoot you now, whether it's a fatal shot or not. It, you know, that's not up to me. It's up to the bullet, you know, in your body. But yeah, no, it definitely I completely agree. There's always two sides of the story. And then there's also the truth. So no matter what it is, there's always, you know, there's your side. And then there's their side and then there's what actually happened. And that's when people don't really, they only see what they want to see in, in cases like that. During this, during this, uh, like, I don't know how long, about half an hour we've been talking. You could be, you might be in the wrong profession. You could be a, a lawyer. No. <laughs> it's not, no. You could 100% be a lawyer. You sound no, like you could just put a case together and, and, and. Now, and, don't get me wrong. I am a. I love psychopaths and, and you know, <laughs> serial killer like documentaries. Like I am a sucker for that. I love it. But for me, like, I don't think I would want to actually be in. I just think the law is just really, it's just too much. And like people are, so, are so corrupt now. Like I just couldn't deal with it. And, and I don't want to go to school for that long. Like, no, thanks. Like, Unless I'm like L Woods and I just like get into Harvard because, you know, like I'm, you know, past my my LSATs and like, you know, just an incredibly like persistent person. But I I don't think I could be a lawyer. That'd be fun, though. I always said, but I, there was one profession, though, that I did want to do was like, I'm I love Law and Order SVU. And if I were to do anything, it would be go to go into like police, not police work, but be like a detective with like special victims, like special victim, you know, or um homicide like i i Ooh. like stuff like i don't like it obviously but like i i really am interested in that but you want to like come I, across I found my career path maybe in maybe in my next life or something you want to come across like a like a like the end of a saw trap or something i don't know i i just <laughs> i really like i really like stuff like that like when it, when it comes to like serial killers i really like i love those like movies and shows and documentaries yeah because it's just like how do people like how are people like that i really i don't understand it so i really or even criminal minds is another one too like knowing like the actual you know going into their brains and understanding how they maneuver and work and how they thing is really intriguing to me you know who's one of the most intriguing is uh and her story was depicted in a movie called monster it's called uh yes. or uh, eileen warnos yeah uh that at least played her and won an oscar for it yes and yeah. uh you know i've seen some clips of her talking and that woman is she's, you know she's from daytona unfortunately i do know that yes okay <laughs> that, so she wasn't too far well she got she was um executed but yeah she was from daytona she lived in daytona and that's where she had a couple murders yeah and and you watch her talk you watch her just she's done with this with this existence she's like she, yeah. she's like ready she's like just yeah i'm ready to leave this place because this place is so 
so insanely corrupt. And and I mean, she has a point, but I mean, Jesus, what she did to 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 get to that realization is is. Well, I mean, uh, look at like like Ted Bundy. You know that that's something that you know everyone knows who that is, and just how he was able to like manipulate so many people and and just kind of just. I, that was um there's the movie that's on netflix now it's what zach efron plays ted bundy mm-hmm. um it's ve- it's very good i think actually like i'm i give props to zach efron because he's a hit or miss he um, is <laughs> <laughs> but in that movie he does a really really good job and you know because ted bundy is such an interesting case because he's you know somebody that was i personally don't find him i don't know why everyone's like oh he's such a good looking guy like i personally don't find him attractive so if he came up to me i'd be like oh thanks but you know have a good like i would never go home with him i didn't find him very attractive at all um but maybe during that time you know not everyone you know you couldn't really find that many good you know lookers or anything like that but yeah he's very just how just how he would just bring these women home and just kill them and move on and then he actually when i watched that i didn't know he was in gainesville like he like hat like he came to Gainesville and killed some girls in Gainesville and like went about his way and did other things like he was everywhere it's it is fascinating and it's it's uh you know i kind of it's uh, i i would also like to maybe flirt around with that like profession not necessarily be in it 100% because i feel like that has to have an effect on even if you're just like let's say Let's say you are, uh, you don't necessarily go to the crime scene. You're just someone that deals with the after effects. Because if you are going to the crime scene after crime scene, you you cannot tell me you're going home and you're just sleeping fine. And if you are, oh yeah, if you I'm are, there's you're probably more in line with the person that committed the crimes than the person that you're trying to pretend to be because you you're just a little too comfortable. And yeah. uh, you know, I just. Uh, that's why I would want to like maybe flirt around with it and then be like, all right, guys, I got to get out of here. Like maybe if it was a yeah, like maybe be on the job for like a week or something or shadow for like a week and then be like, OK, I'm done going back to my normal life. Yeah. Like uh, like 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 if it was a uh, like a television show, I'd want to be the cameraman. Right. That's what I'd okay. want to be. I'd want to be the cameraman and then be like, OK, I got the footage. Now let's get the fuck out of here. I don't want to deal with yeah. this anymore. I, I seriously I have so much respect for people like that. Um, yeah. I have respect for people. My, my sister used to do this. She does like, she doesn't do it anymore, but she used to be a nine one one operator. Oh and no, I couldn't. I no. could not do. I watched my boyfriend. And I, one of our favorite shows is nine one one, um, with, uh, uh, what's his name? What's her name? Um, she played, uh, she was like the medium or no, she could see ghosts. The ghost was oh, like uh, Patricia Arquette. No, no. No, okay. even though that is ghost. Um, I forgot her name, but nine one one. It she's an operator, and like just the calls that they get. Like I couldn't do that. I'm I would not be able to to handle that at all. Um, I'm looking oh, it Sarah, up. No, not Sarah Michelle Geller. I forgot her name. Angela Bassett. Yeah, she's in it. Uh, My girl Angela Bassett, love her. Who else? But, oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I was drawing a blank. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> plays a nine one one operator. Um, but just the call, like some calls, obviously like you get are like stupid, like, oh, I, you know, there's a cat under my car and I can't move it or anything like that. But then you get those serious ones where it's like, there was an episode where there was a tidal wave that came through or yes, tsunami that came through and she was on the phone with somebody that was drowning. And I'm like, I would be a mess because (laughs) I'm like, I'm a very emotional person. Like I cry for like anything. Um, and so for me, I'm like, oh, that would have been like, no, I'm sorry. I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, I wouldn't be able to go home, you know, after that I would, I would need to, and they have like, I guess, you know, I don't know if it's 
real if 911 operators actually do have it, which I'm thinking they would, but they have like, you know, they can go and decompress somewhere, like if they get a really bad call. And they always have like um, therapists and stuff on staff, so God forbid, because it really will mess up your brain. It will. It will. I mean, that's why that's one reason why my sister just quit. And this goes to show you that uh, it, it's an insane job because she was in the Navy from 2001. She did four years in the Navy. She was overseas. Um, in Iraq. So she experienced mm. all that kind of stuff. And then she comes home and then years later, she does the 911 thing and she can't really take it because, you know, mm. she's evolved as a human. She's, she's become a mom. You know, that's, yep. uh, that's, that's definitely that's something. I hear too. Yeah. That's, my uh, stepmom, my stepmom told me, she's like, she, my stepmom used to love horror movies, but as soon as she became a mom, she couldn't watch it anymore. Exactly. Like, things like that. Yeah. Being you, becoming a parent really does things like that, which I understand. Like I can be a I'm not a parent, but I can be a parent and and be able to do stuff like that where you're hearing, you know, children, you know, getting hurt or even, you know, infants. And it's hard for me working in childcare. You know, I hear cases all the time. We have to um do, you know, Florida makes you take um courses and stuff to make sure you're not, you know, you know, make sure you're all caught up just in case you see abuse. And it's hard for me. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine actually seeing the aftermath of it or hearing like it coming, even though at the SVU would be, I think if I was in it more, I would become numb to it, but it's still, it hurts. It does. And one of the best examples, cause I know that show you're talking about 911. I've never seen it, but one of the best Very examples, good. one of the Very best good. examples is uh, with Halle Berry. It's called the call. Yes. I'm with um, Abigail Breslin. Yeah. Yep, that movie kind of opened my eyes to it because uh, in the beginning, crazy. in the beginning moments, right? She's trying to help that little girl from someone breaking in, and then the, the the call disconnects, and she calls her back, and that's what draws the guy back into the house, and then yeah. she feels guilty because obviously the, the little girl gets killed, and it's uh, that's a crazy movie. I love that movie so much. It's uh, one of my friends is trying to get into nine one one operating, and I'm like, all right. All I'm going to say is, yeah, good luck. I'm going to say good luck. My sister, who was, uh, she was in the military. She couldn't handle it. And have you seen the call? And then that's where I, that, that, that's where I've left it. Um, cause it is, it's, there's so many jobs that I just could not do. So, uh, you know, what's besides like the lawyer, besides the, besides something like that, is there something else that you just know a hundred percent, this is not for me. Um, Cause I'm always fascinated to hear like what that, what that is for someone like job wise or life. Uh, well let's do both. Okay. Job wise, probably, um, hard labor, like, you know, being construction, I am very like props to the, the men and women who are out, you know, fixing, you know, being, you know, fixing roofs or doing anything that they're using their hands and really, um, getting dirty. I couldn't do that. I mean, I give, as much as respect as you know possible but i i couldn't do that but just because it's it's hard it's 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 hard work and people don't realize that but i'm like i'm kind of a sissy i don't really like you know i like to do diy projects but i'm like after a while i'm like i don't want to do this anymore you know so that okay um but i think in like life i know that you and i have a lot we have something in common we both are very interested in scientology i get out of here i had no clue I Seriously. love 
Leah Remney, her documentary about Scientology, I, I, I am obsessed with it. I love her. I love learning about Scientology and just the craziness behind it. So when you were talking to, um, Ron Miscavige, I only listened to a little bit of it, then I actually watched uh, the Joe Rogan one with him, and and then I got into a, a whole wormhole of things, and I watched <laughs> Joe Rogan and uh, Leah Remney and, like, all that. Yeah. But Scientology, that I could I could talk to people about Scientology for hours, because I just think it's the most interesting thing in the entire world. I don't know if you saw, but uh, Leah Remney, and I forgot his last name, but the her other co-host, Mike, that do the um, actor, like the story, whatever that they do on, um, I think, what is it? A&E. Yeah. They did one with Jehovah witnesses. And that is a very interesting, um, they had, a, I think it was like 11 people who were former members of the Jehovah witnesses. And they were telling about their experience of how very similar it is compared to Scientology and Jehovah witnesses. And that's a very, I don't know if you've watched it, but if you have it definitely watch it's two hours and it's very, very um, interesting to know how close Scientology is compared to um, Jehovah Witnesses. I will 100% do that. And uh, you have my word because I know a lot of people are like, yeah, well, I'll check it out. That is something because I'm a big fan of, uh, I had no clue you were into science. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Oh, I'm not into, I don't, I will never. Well, no, 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 like into being against no, it. Yeah, I am definitely, I think it's the biggest cult there is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something that is, I don't know how, L. Ron Hubbard even was able to come about, or I, I don't know how, what, how freaking psycho, I don't know what was going on in his brain <laughs> for him to make up these books yeah. and to, the people followed it. And, and it's definitely like I, when I watch like Leah Remini, it's definitely, she has a couple of people on it saying like, it was for the time that it was in, which it definitely was, you know, and it was big in the sixties and seventies when people were really, you know, wanting to know, you know, free love and free thinking and free, you know, they were just trying to find something else. And then they brought their children into it. Mm-hmm. But it's funny is I, a couple of days ago, I looked on their, their Instagram and they only have like 24,000 followers on their side, the main Scientology page. That's oh. not a lot. Like, if you really think about it, like for such a big, like they're talking about, they have buildings and here and there in Mexico and, and Germany and here and there, and you only have 24,000 followers like on Instagram, like that's a, that's not a lot. So for me, I'm like, it's all bullshit. Like everything that they, that comes out of their mouths or out of anything that they talk about is complete bull. Uh, I, I am not able to monitor that. I, uh, they've, uh, they've blocked me on, uh, on, on those, on those sites because, uh, I just released today, actually, I just released, I had a uh, Aaron Smith Levin. He was on Leah Remini's show and uh, he lives in Clearwater. So I had him on a few days ago and I, and they blocked you. Did they, did they bring out like um, a statement? Do they have a statement against you? Uh, I am waiting on that. I am waiting oh, on that. Cause when okay, I, Hey, listen, when you get that, can you please like message it to me on Facebook or something? Cause I would love to read it. Cause I love every time there's a statement. I think it's the best. I it love is... it. They're probably going to block me now, which fine. Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> it's uh... I mean, whatever. Yeah, when I had Ron on, uh, when we when we wrapped up that recording, I was like, should I expect to to get something from them? Because I would actually want that, and I would frame that. Yeah. <laughs> like I would put oh, that yeah. on my wall. Frame it, <laughs> and you know, and I mean, it's it's, I that whole David Miscavige is Oof. someone that I'm. I I don't even know. Like, first of all, where's your wife? 
Mm-hmm. Like, where is she? Like, why? Where's Charlie Miscavige? Where is she? Like, you... is she dead? Is she being host? Is she being held hostage? Like, where is she? Like, how has no one found her? It's been years. Yeah. Uh, I definitely am going to say that you should 100% listen to the one with Aaron Smith Levin because I bring that up to him and I'm, and, and he actually has some good points about it. And, uh, he, you know, I'll definitely listen to it. I'll listen to it on, on my way home. I'll listen, I like to listen to podcasts and stuff when I'm driving. So I'll, I'll definitely take a listen to that. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's sort of in our side or on our side of this thing, but he also believes that it's, you know, it's it's really her kind of you know imprisoning herself so she's okay with it and 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 she oh, believes okay. that this is her fault and 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 she's okay with that what you know it, it it sounds crazy to us because we're not in it but um if there's anything i've learned talking to ron and now aaron it's and then watching leah's show it's just everybody wants to believe in something and we're so we're so able to convince ourselves that what we're believing in is okay this this feels right to me and it's a shame because when it comes to Scientology, it is literally one of the worst uh, religious, and I put those in quotations, uh, organizations in the world. It's it's something that, because you know, some people have messaged me and they're like, you know, I don't think Scientology is that bad. I think it gets a bad rap. And it doesn't get a bad rap anymore. It's, it, it's all deserved. I think at the beginning, I think what L. Ron Hubbard tried to do and tried to create I do think it may have slightly been, uh, you know, as the years have gone on, I feel like it's definitely been twisted and turned. And I don't necessarily know that he would be proud with good intentions, but then became bad. And I think it's, it's once the new leader of it started, I think that's when it started to get crazy. And really just because I know that from stories that I've heard is that David Miscavige is a, an abuser. He likes to beat people up. So why, you know, like, of course you're, you know, things are going to go haywire because you're not, you're with somebody who likes to use his hands instead of using his words, you know? So, but I think I, I totally agree with you that I think it did start out as, you know, something that people were just, were looking forward to. And it just became a wormhole of just who knows what. And I really like, yeah, the, you've never passed the one in Clearwater, the, the main church in Clearwater. Well, no, when, uh, when we, uh, when Boyd and I did that episode, the, like the next day, him and I took a road trip down to, uh, Oh, you did. Okay. So you've, you've seen it now. It's crazy. It's, like it's, yeah. it's such a, it's such a nice area. I love Clearwater. It's just so pretty. I was actually going to go to school down there, um, for college, but it is very nice area, but then you have this gigantic church and it just says like Scientology and you're just like, Oh, Okay. Do you see any like Sea Org, uh, sea org members like walking by or anything like that? All the time. All the time. It was uh it was really weird because they were they were carrying um it... No, your your mic is kind of going in and out. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. It might have been because I have my phone plugged in and I'm trying to bring up something on my story that I that I wanted to share with you about uh Scientology. Okay, here it is. I found it. I'm screenshotting it and I'm back. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, yes, I did see the Sea Org members. They were walking around with a bunch of packages. It was like, that was something that stood out to me multiple times. I would see these guys and girls, mostly guys. Um, and it didn't help that they were wearing face masks because of course COVID-19, but, uh, they were just walking around carrying packages and then they would go around a corner and I would try to like follow them. I would run ahead of Boyd and I, and I lost them and I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. 
where did they go? Where did they go? The thing that I wanted to bring up uh, that I screenshotted is because um, I, I said that L. Ron Hubbard probably had good intentions, but as I'm watching Leah Remini's show, something comes up where I'm thinking, okay, this is, and this is something L. Ron Hubbard put into uh, practice because it, it, it literally says it's in, it's on page 40 of that first book, which is called Dianetics. And uh, they, uh, the show took a little screenshot or like they took little snippets out of it. And it says, cause I think the episode was dealing with uh, sexual abuse within the church and uh, it, Literally in Dianetics, this is what it says, and this is a uh, this this put a knot in my stomach. It says, "The seven-year-old who shudders because a man kisses her is not computing. At seven, she should see nothing wrong in a kiss, not even a passionate one." And so I'm thinking, how does that like? What is he talking about? Because when I, like when I see that, that tells me that he's. Well, that well, maybe he was, but it's 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 not even that. It's the fact that he wrote that in a book that is trying to um, bring notice and bring awareness to mental health, and yet that seems like one of the biggest uh, contributors to someone who has uh, issues. issues with their own mental health. Exactly. Who actually says that a seven-year-old should not? be uh disgusted by a man kissing them like that's literally in dianetics like they take the like the leah remini show took those screenshot or those grabs yeah that's what a lot of times you like when you um in leah remini's like documentary you they have a lot of people on there that did have experiences where they were you know molested and it's so heartbreaking to see but it, it's like that honestly though in in a lot of religions which is really you know that's for a whole nother conversation but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's that with it's it's just that's it, with a lot of it, it's like they it, and it's it's not yes women are in it too but it's mostly the men think that they have the power to do that and that's another thing too when you watch the Jehovah Witness one um they talk about that too um and it's just I don't understand why these leaders or these you know powerful people think that they can just pray and you know, hurt children in that way and, and just get away with it and then write a book. Like how come no one, I've never heard that snippet. So the fact that <laughs> I heard it, like that's it, it literally, yeah, that's really disgusting. And it's just, ugh. yeah, I've it's actually, so I've actually, like when they, when they show, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but when they show good. like, um, L. Ron Hubbard in the beginning of her document, like her show and you see him with his like black teeth, it literally makes me <laughs> want to vomit. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh yeah, he definitely did not uh he didn't get lucky with looks. That's why he had to make some shit up, you know? That's why he yeah. had to he had to make a fulfilled life because from what I understand, that man had a had a fucked life. You know, he he uh he supposedly was a real kind of uh celebrated war hero. Apparently, no, that's all bullshit. He all like like he fabricated all the awards that he got from the military. Yeah. Probably he probably hated himself and he's he's an ugly, you know, MFR. <laughs> And probably couldn't get any girls or couldn't, you know, couldn't date anyone. So he had to create this whole persona and, mm -hmm. you know, just the make him make himself a god. And it's like, and Ugh. and this is the this is the thing. This is so when I said this, I didn't know about this particular part of Dianetics. Now, this is where I this is where it's tricky for me, because on on paper what he just wrote that whole thing about the seven-year-old that is like i don't know how anyone can just write that and be like yes that is okay because again it's 
to me, that's sort of like, okay, you have mental health issues now and you're writing a book about mental health. But in some regards, the guy's a genius. Let's just be real. And I don't feel bad saying that because Leah Remini has said that. She's like, let's be real. This guy, he was a genius because he had the ability to take something that is 100% fiction and get so many people believing in it and actually following him. And that is a genius. You know, there's, there's that fine line between insanity and genius. And I think he was right on that line. You know, I I think, uh, he's not someone to look up to a hundred percent. That's the, that's for sure. But he is, I, I do think he's a genius in in the worst way possible. I completely agree. And it just like, he said something right. He did something (laughs) right. You know, like people followed him and, and are still following him and it's, Oh. Yeah, I want to get my hands on that book, and but I don't want to support it. You know, I don't want to buy Dianetics. it on Amazon. Yeah, no, I literally was just going to ask you too. I was like, have you read Dianetics? I want to read it too. I don't really like reading. I'm not a big fan of reading, but that's something I would definitely want to read. So maybe I, maybe it's in like the library. See, they do have a lot of uh, his stuff. They have a lot of Scientology books, but they maybe someone checked it out, but they didn't have it because I went there recently. They didn't have Dianetics. Oh, did. Yeah, mm. they didn't have it. Do they have other stuff of his? Yeah, they have a whole section of Scientology books. That's weird. Yeah. And they have, a, do you know that they, on DirecTV, they have a Scientology channel? Yeah, the Scientology network. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, the network. It's like, um, you're not Oprah. <laughs> the, o network, the O network. Yeah, like I was at my mom's and I was going flipping through her channels. I was like, Scientology. Mm-hmm. And I pressed it, you know, I played it, whatever. And it was just talking about, you know, L. Ron Hubbard's life and all that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I already know about this. Yeah. Like, the, uh, um, what you, uh, if you go on YouTube, you can actually, uh, cause apparently when it launched, right. When the, when the network launched, David Miscavige did, uh, the introduction to it and, oh my God, he just, he, uh, the way he presents himself, he comes off, he literally comes off like a politician. So that's not good. Uh, yeah. but he, he has such a, he just looks so fake. He just he, like every word he says, I'm just shuddering at, I'm just like, dude, Come on, man. And the way he talks, I'm like, hold on. I'm going to like, I'm really going to try my hardest here because this is what he sounds like. He's like, I guarantee you what you've heard about Scientology. If you haven't heard it from us, I guarantee you it's not true. It's just like, dude, he's very, he's a politician. He's very, yeah, he sounds like a politician. He's very theatrical when he talks. And, uh, you know, it's, I asked uh, when I had Aaron on, I was like, this is this is the thing that shocks me. There has been no video evidence of all of all this stuff of people, you know, claiming that he abused me, he beat me, he was physically abusive towards me. Can you imagine if something came out uh, like video evidence of David Miscavige doing something to someone? I asked Aaron, I was like, do you think that would be enough to take him from power? And he basically was like, I want to say, yeah, but unfortunately, Scientology would come back the way they always do with some. Yeah, like it was like a like 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 an actor playing him that or deep fake. Like, do you know what deep fake is? No. Where basically you can like there was that popular thing going around where Jim Carrey was supposedly in The Shining. Oh, okay, yeah, where they put his face on. Yes, and anyone Uh can do that. Anyone can do that. You can do that from your home. That's not something that only like Hollywood studios have access to. This is something that is actually publicly accessible, where you can put any face on someone and it literally looks like that person is doing whatever that action is. So he was like, 
they would come back with something like that. Oh, it's deep faked. That, that, that's really not David Miscavige. That's the unfortunate part about all of this stuff. It's like, how do you take down this church? Like, how do you do it? And you would I, think that you would think that having 20, 30, 40, 50 people come in and saying, Hey, this happened to us. Hello. Like, you know, that that would be enough. But as we see with, you know, our president, it's not enough, you know? So <laughs> Well, that's the weird part because it happens when it's Harvey Weinstein. It happens when it's Bill Cosby. It happens when it's Matt Lauer. So why why is David Miscavige any different? Oh, because it's not sexual? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's it's all bizarre. It's very bizarre and... Uh, it is something that I'm very passionate about. It's something that yeah. I that I have found a, like a newfound interest in being a, like a critic of it. And uh, I was very surprised when you said that you no longer like support Tom Cruise because I remember you being a very big Tom Cruise <laughs> fan and Jim I'm Jim Carrey fan and stuff like that. But like definitely like Tom Cruise. But you know the fact and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that. Like if I go you know to the movie theater and and go see Mission Impossible, which I've never seen any of them, just so. You know, anyone's wants to know that. Like, I don't, I, I never, I don't like Tom Cruise. I think he's <laughs> the worst. But that you're supporting not only him, but he is, you're supporting Scientology because he gives all his money to Scientology and, and all the, his money go, you know, Scientology gives them, you know, gives him all their money. And like the whole thing with him and Katie Holmes in Surrey and, you know, mm. that whole thing, like he doesn't talk to his daughter. And mm. it's like that makes me want to punch him in his face because it's like dude are yeah. you serious and i give props to her for getting out of that relationship mm -hmm. and getting out of that you know cult good for her you know but he like i i didn't realize i was like oh my god you're right like if i go you know see his movie which i don't but if i did you're directly I'm supporting supporting Scientology. yeah yeah uh jim carrey as far as i know he's not in scientology are you thinking no, of I travolta remember, i just remember you like being really big fans of those two like those were your two main guys that you oh, always talk about gotcha yeah 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 and, i didn't know the the girl from um orange is the new black not the main girl but the other one the eyebrows e her name. elizabeth moss right no 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 she's from um handmaid's tale the other one um what is her name she was in that 70s show Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. I don't know, but he's I don't know her name. He's a Scientologist. Yep. She's a Scientologist. Lisa Simpson, the voice of Lisa Simpson. She's a Scientologist. She's a, that's weird. John um, Travolta. John Travolta. He's Speaking a big one. Yeah. Kirstie Alley. Uh, oh, she is? I didn't know she was. She's a big one. Yeah, yeah. She went on, uh, she was on Howard Stern's show a while back, but she was like, uh, she was talking about Leah Remini and she was like, yeah, she's an enemy. She, Yep. Mm -hmm. She's an enemy to me. <laughs> and it's just like... Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, but the one, I just found this out. Uh, I, I don't know if you know who this is. Erica Christensen. There's a movie called Swim Fan from like the early 2000s. I love that movie. That's like one of my guilty pleasure movies. She's a fucking Scientologist. And I and I only found that out because I recently went on their website just to see like what they're updating. And they're doing this like at home concert shit, whatever. And she's the host of it. And, and she popped up and I yes, was like, she was in. um. Yes, I know who you're talking about. She's yeah. like blonde hair. Yeah. I'm like, no, Erica, come on. Yeah, she was in, um, was it Parenthood, the show? She was in that show? Uh, maybe? Hold yeah. on. What's her name? Erica Christensen. Christensen. Yeah. Oh, swim fan. She, yeah, Parenthood. She was in that. Okay. Yeah. Swim fan, though. That's a good one. She plays like a psycho 
ex-girlfriend. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's it's very teen drama, but it's something that I grew up on, and it's just always been a guilty pleasure. Know. My, I didn't know she was a Scientologist. That's crazy. That's the thing. It's you. It it it, it always shocks me when I find out. Okay, you're a Scientologist too, and they they just. I feel like with celebrities, because it's, it's been proven, they just, celebrities get a whole other treatment. So it it's, I can blame them because there's no way that they don't know because like, uh, John Travolta, he's been asked about, have you, have you seen Leah Remini's show? And he literally comes back. No, not interested. So he, he has to know that there is someone out there that is speaking out against it. And, you know, just the fact that they participate in it and that, you know, there was a whole controversy around his son. You remember his son that died? Yeah. 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 Died in the Bahamas. Yes. And he had autism. And uh, from my understanding, he was taken off of his medications because Scientology does not believe in medicating people. And uh, he died. And it's it's, the more you find out about this thing, which I highly advise anyone listening that has maybe not been convinced to go down this rabbit hole as well. And it's a a deep rabbit hole. (laughs) It really is. But it's so. I don't like to use the word fun, but it kind of uh, is. It is. It is very fun. <laughs> I love it. I I 100% agree with that word. It is fun. It's not fun for the people in it, but it definitely it's it's so like I don't maybe we're just nerds and we're lame and we just like <laughs> have no lives and this is our lives, but it's definitely like I know when I go home like I'm going to I'm I'm in my car right now just sitting in a parking lot cuz I was like I'm on my way home. I was like I don't want to talk to Eddie while I'm driving. <laughs> But when I go home, I know I'm going to put on like because I'm watching the third season right now of Leah Remini because I was I missed I guess it I didn't realize it was on Hulu, but I'm rewatching it and you know just I'm I love it I love it yeah it is it's it's so good and that Jehovah Witness one is that also A and E or is that something else No it's it's a it's Leah Remini it's it's on her show so I don't know if you have Hulu but if you go to her channel to watch all the episodes it's the first episode of the new of the third season oh okay i got you i got you and it's i don't know if it's the first episode or the the episode before that but it's definitely like the first one up there and it's just talks about jehovah witnesses and you know about their it's i think honestly worse than scientology in a way just by scientology is crazy you know and everything about it is just crazy but when it comes like jehovah witnesses actually a religion i guess because they because Scientology doesn't believe in God, but Jehovah Witnesses does. So it's, I guess you can call it more of a religion than Scientology, but they just talk about how they, when they get like shun people, it's worse than Scientology. Like in Jehovah Witnesses, if you get caught smoking a cigarette, if you get caught, you know, doing like little things, they shun you and your parents like completely are like, nope, you're done. I'm not talking to you ever again. Yeah, yeah, that's smoking, like smoking a cigarette. The one guy was like, I did drugs and, you know, I smoked cigarettes and I, you know, almost OD'd or something like that. And they like shunned him. Oh. And like he's never, he hasn't talked to his mother in years. I'm like, how, how do you not talk to your family like that? And it's, it's really like, even Leah Remini was like crying because just the stories that these people were telling was just so heartbreaking. And you're like, wow, like maybe Scientology is not too bad, but I think just, Scientology is just interesting. It's very crazy because it's like, I think insane people are a part of it. That's what it is. Yeah. I just watched the, uh, have you seen the South Park episode on Scientology? I don't watch South Park. Oh, okay. 
I've never seen. I can't watch it. It's uh, it, it is a very specific kind of comedy. And for the longest time, I I was sort of in that same boat because it almost came off just annoying. Because uh, it yeah, just that's seems what it, to me, it's very. Because my uncle, um, when I was younger, he used to love South Park, and like I just was like, this is. It's very yeah, in your what? face with the humor. Oh, it's very gosh. just you know, hey hey, 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 it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, like I love Rick and Morty. Like that's the show that I love, and that's my 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 jam. And they just came out with a new show, um, Solar Opposites. That's really good. So I like Rick and Morty humor more than South Park. South Park, but South Park's still going on. I mean, they're still making new episodes. Apparently, I'm like, oh my gosh. But Jasmine, uh, seriously, they get it so on the nose with Scientology in this one episode. So just to kind of really quickly give you the summation, because I don't want to, it's, it's, it's about a 20 some odd minute episode, but basically one of the, one of the guys, one of the characters, the main characters, uh, he's walking down the street one day and there's just Scientology people on the corner and they're like, Hey, do you want to get audited? And uh, he goes in, he does the, the, the e-meter, those things you hold. And uh, basically it comes back like his Thetan levels are so incredible and they do like multiple uh auditing on him like they do a lot of it and they 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 discover that he, they like they believe he is the reincarnation of l ron hubbard because of his <laughs> thetan levels oh my god maybe i'll have to watch <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking funny how they're just like oh my god l ron he's back and <laughs> and tom cruise is in there john travolta's in there it's so oh my god it, i was dying laughing watching this episode but uh, it's just it's so good. Yeah, South Park is very specific. I don't uh, I don't think I'm gonna like binge it or anything. But I was like, oh, they have a Scientology episode. I gotta watch it. Maybe I'll watch that. I might be able to watch like one episode. But I couldn't I couldn't be a fan of South Park. It's nah. just not Family Guy to me too. Like I liked it at one point, but now it's just like ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, uh, it's called uh the episode is called Trapped in the Closet, and R. Kelly does make an appearance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. But uh, that's great. I love that you're a Scientology critic. I had no, no clue. Yeah, I love it. So next time you have like, I guess, a big, you know, thing about Scientology and you want people on, let me know and I'll come on and I'll, I'll talk for hours about Scientology. <laughs> yeah, it never gets old. I mean, you know, when I was talking to Aaron, I was like, unfortunately, I know why her show ended, why Leah's show ended, because, you know, unless you're making progress and I know because I'm on season two right now, so but unfortunately, I know that really nothing happens because this is in the past tense. So really no legal action actually takes place. No. No. Um, but that's where they're at right now. They're like, oh, we got to take legal action. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure during that time it was like, oh, my God, finally, yes, something. Uh, but, you know, in 2020, nothing's happened. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just unfortunate. I'm, just thinking, I'm thinking about all those people that are in, like, the, the big, the gold base in California right now during COVID being, like, quarantine like what's going on you know like thinking of everything that's going on in the world right now like how are these people that are on you know the the base and stuff or in in like the the i guess the barracks of wherever they are and like they can't leave so it's like i feel bad like how are they like what's going on in that like probably more abuse probably more you know shit's happening and i, mm -hmm. I feel bad for them yeah Yep. It's all, it's all in that. And that's the unfortunate part. It's like, where is any video evidence? Like it's, it's shocking to me that not somebody is, uh, you know, I would do it honestly. Like I would actually want to be a mole inside Scientology. You know what I mean? You know, that it's is funny. Go you know, it's funny. My boyfriend told me that I should do that. He's like, why don't you do that? Why don't you be a mole and like go and like pretend to like be audited and go through it. And I'm like, 
because I don't think I would be able to last very long because I'd be like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's the but thing. I have, I have thought about it. That's the thing. You would have to really be able to to really want to stick with this because it would be a slow process from my understanding. It's a very long, lengthy process before you actually even get to probably experience anything along the lines of what's been reported. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, Hey, I want to join Scientology. And then you're instantly allowed access to it. You have and to, I can't, I can't afford, I can't afford it. Now there's a show. It was like, um, I don't know if it's still on, but it was like 60 days in where they go into jail for 60 days and it, nobody knows about it. That could be the same thing too. Like if A&E, you know, putting it out there, if A&E wants to, you know, Eddie and I will go, we'll go into Scientology for, you know, a couple of years. If you'd let us, you pay for everything and we'll do it for you. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be fun. I would fun. do it. Uh, I would definitely do it. I would do it too. And wouldn't okay, this would be the twist, right? This would be the twist. We would go in as moles and we would get sucked in. We would. We'd be like, this is really <laughs> this is the shit. What the hell are we talking about? This is awesome. Yeah, right. Holy fuck, we were or critics. Like, or like or like we get sucked in and then we become like the next David Miscavige and like run Scientology, you know? Ooh, yeah, that's the thing. Cause I yeah, because I asked Aaron as well. I was like, what happens when he's gone? And Basically, just someone else takes over and probably carries over all those traditions that he carried yep. over. So, yeah, it's just a vicious cycle. But, yeah, that would be something. You would become like, yeah, you would be the first female leader of of Scientology. I don't know. That's oh, like part of me is like, that'd be freaking awesome. And then part of me is like, no, no, no. If, if I was the leader of Scientology, though, I would definitely I would be like, OK, have, I hope you guys had fun. That's it. We're done. You know, but thinking about all the money that comes in and how much money they have i'm like oh money that sounds great okay do you want me to tell you how the episode ends or no south uh, park south park sure go ahead okay because it literally what we just said happened so the the character that they think is l ron hubbard at the end of the episode he's writing all this new shit right because they're like we need new writings we need new writings give us new writings and he writes all this shit right and one of the like the leader like so He's supposed to be David Miscavige, but they don't actually say his name, so I don't so they know. They probably get sued. Maybe, but it's weird that they could say L. Ron Hubbard. But uh, it, either way, he's supposed to be David Miscavige, so he's reading, right? He's reading all this new stuff, and and Stan, the character, is like, and by the way, the last thing I wrote is that from here on out, we're not going to charge people to be Scientologists. <laughs> and all of a sudden, David Miscavige's uh, demeanor changes. He's like, what? Because he's like in line with everything he's been writing up until this point. He's like, what are you talking about? We're not charging. And he's like, I don't think it's fair that we should charge people to be Scientologists. Don't you think it should be just a belief? That's how, like, that's how religious beliefs work. And he's like, yeah. no, you idiot. Do you know how much money is being thrown <laughs> yeah. at us right now because of this bullshit? You actually believe this shit? I don't believe this shit, but they believe this shit. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. Yeah. And that's probably why it's still going on is because the money is great and the world, <sighs> you know, Cash rules everything around me. Yeah, and that's why I, that's why I refuse to buy Dianetics on Amazon because I know that there we go. I'm just directly supporting maybe, Scientology. Maybe just like rent it or something, and it's like five bucks. It's like, oh, okay, I'll give five bucks to Scientology. I'll give five bucks. Yeah, you know, rent it, read it real fast, and then say, okay, I'm not buying it. You know, or or what if I do a like because you can buy used books on Amazon. Oh yeah, that would be. I mean, you're. If it's I guess used. you're more profiting the person that already bought it you yeah know, you're not really going straight to scientology you're buying it from a person who you know bought it from scientology yeah yeah well if you get that book let me know and i'll i'll take it from you that way it's not <laughs> we're not supporting scientology any further we're just you know re researching well 
how about this? As a compensation for coming on this podcast, I will actually buy you a used copy of Dianetics. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. That's my I'm gift. <laughs> you just That's get awesome. a you just get a package in the mail. Your boyfriend's like Scientology. Like it's like, like what the fuck is this? <laughs> no, Jasmine, no, don't do it. <laughs> like, listen, I'm doing research. Oh my god. How long, by the way, how long have you been? Because when when you were in high school, like this isn't like like you weren't with who uh what's his name? Your boyfriend. Oh, Xavier. You weren't with Xavier in high school, right? So when did you guys meet? I met him um, in 2016 when I first moved back to Florida. Um, So I went, uh, when I was 18, I moved to New York in um, June, uh, right after, like I graduated in May and moved in June, lived up in New York for a couple of years. And I was dating someone in New York for a few years. And then I, I moved back to Florida. Um, and then I broke off the, um, you know, broke up with my boyfriend at the time and I met Xavier. We worked at Publix together. Um, so today's actually his birthday. So happy birthday, Xavier. Um, and so I met him at Publix. We both worked in the deli together and we've been together ever since. So we're going on four years next month. Wow. Yeah. Cause I do remember, uh, I do remember when you went to, and this is the social media creeping. I remember when you went to New York that you were with, um, I don't know his name, but you were with somebody and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Great. And then, you know, uh, as the years went on and the creeping kept going on, I was like, whoa, hold on. Wait, there's now it's, it's someone different. It's someone different. So something happened yeah. along the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate. You know, I, I've only been in two very serious relationships and, um, luckily I'm in a relationship now. It's going to be my last relationship. I'm, I'm after, I'm like, I told the viewers, like, we're going to get married when I'm a bunch of kids. And then after you, I'm done. You know, like I'm not, if something happens, if we break up divorce or anything, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. It's too much. Uh, yeah. Dating uh. is the, it's honestly, I, I don't think I would be able like, I, I talked to, you know, I told my boyfriend, I was like, if anything ever happened and we like broke up, I don't know how to date. I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't like apps. Like my cousin and her <laughs> husband met on Tinder. I don't like dating apps. I think they're ridiculous and they're stupid and they're scary. And I'm like, I, I couldn't do it. I'm like, no, I guess I'll just be single. I'll be that, that aunt, you know, that travels the world and like gets drunk on like Thanksgiving and like just, you know, travels if, you know, my boyfriend and I, don't have to end up together, which we will putting it out there. Oh yeah. But, sending, sending but yeah. nothing but positive vibes. The thing yeah, with, the thing with, um, with dating in this, this day and age, because I am 100% in line with you. I've tried the, you know, even Facebook has this thing, right. Where you can, where you can do dating on Facebook. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try it, you know, and got a couple matches and then they, they went nowhere. But even as I was doing it, I was just like, this doesn't, uh, this, this feels weird. And, it's just because I'm old fashioned, you know, I, I much prefer, you know, my ideal, this is how much of a helpless or, or, uh, I am helpless, but how much of a hopeless romantic I am. I, I literally just want to sit on a bench and literally the next girl that sits down, that's the one that I am quote unquote meant to be with. That's, that's wow. like my ideal envisionment of how it all goes. Now, of course that is not going to happen. And it's just it, it it is tricky because I've like I've literally discovered all my past relationships are either I knew them from high school or I knew them from work and it's like yeah. how do I break out of that because I'm kind of tired of trying to you know go back into the into the yearbook and be like hmm I wonder what that person's up to or yeah. I don't want to date anybody I work with so yeah. and you don't want no you don't want to you don't want to shit where you you know you eat that's yeah. you know sad that don't want to shit but no with um. 
what's funny though, with my boyfriend and I, we're from Long Island, you know, in New York, and we literally grew up maybe 30, 40 minutes away from each other um, in Long Island and had no idea each other existed until we moved down here. So, you know, when I met him, I was like, oh, I'm from Long Island. He's like, so am I. I'm like, where are you from? And he told me where he, he was from. I told him where I was from. And it's just crazy that, cause he lives next to a really big like outlet. And I used to go to that outlet a lot. I'm like, imagine if uh, I saw you, you probably you know, did. like you probably did. And it's just crazy. And it's like, I'm like, wow, that what a small world, but it's nice when we go to visit family, we go to the same place. That is really cool. That's you know, we so don't cool. have to go. One person has to go to California. The other person has to go to New York. Like we're, we both go, like we stay at his dad's house and I'm able to see my dad. I'm able to see, you know, my, my sister, my brother up there. And it, you know, so it's, it's nice to be able to take one vacation together and not have to like split up four different ways. Absolutely. That is, oh man, that's so cool. That's a, uh... That is, I love thinking about that stuff, like how you just proposed that idea. It's like, yeah, you, you guys might have actually been in the same line checking out at the checkout lane, you know, of, oh, yeah. uh, of that outlet mall. I tried to get a job. There was a Joe's Crab Shack in that in that outlet area. And I was like, have you ever been to that Joe's Crab Shack? He's like, I don't know once. I was like, I try to get a job there. Imagine if I got a job and you came in and... And then I, he always asked me, he's like, would you have dated me in high school? He had long hair in high school. He's like, would you have dated me? I was like, no. I was like, I wouldn't have even looked at you. I was like, <laughs> I had a specific type, you know? So my boyfriend is um, half Colombian, half black. And when I was in high school, I didn't really, you know, he wasn't my type. I really just dated like nerdy, gork, you know, quirky kind of guys. And, you know, <laughs> when I met him, it was like a whole different ball game. So it's uh i was like no i probably wouldn't even looked at you in high school he's like oh okay well thanks i was like i'm oh, sorry like you know i was in theater i wanted to do theater things i didn't you know i i don't i don't even remember did i date in high school i think i had like one boyfriend in high school because i really was just like whatever it seemed you know? like yeah like the way you came off in high school was like you're too good for for relationships like it seemed like you Hell were more yeah yeah, like it seemed like you were more focused on just every other thing that you're supposed to care about in high school except for a relationship. No, don't get me wrong. Like, well, my eyes, when I was a senior, high, well, even junior, senior in high school, my eyes weren't on boys. My eyes, I liked men. Like I was always a bigger, like I liked older guys. Like even when, when I was like 18, I dated like a 22 year old. When I was 17, I dated like a 19 year old. Like I always liked like men. So I've always, always liked older guys. Now, don't get me wrong. In high school, I did date like a couple people, but I'm like, ew, these like they're boys, you know. Like I, <laughs> I want a man. So for me, you know, my big thing was I had a huge crush on a teacher at FPC, and you know, I, to this day we always talk about him. But I think I know, know who you're talking about. What's his name yeah, again? Well, we won't. Yeah, we won't say any names because <laughs> you know we don't want to embarrass ourselves, embarrass myself, and you know. But definitely, like, that's where my eyes were. My eyes weren't on the boys in my school. My that my eyes were on my teacher. So for me, it was like, that was what I wanted to do. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, so I know really exactly like, who you're, yeah, I, of course, I, everyone, everyone did, you know, everyone loved it, but I'm really like, Eddie, when it comes to you and I, like, we weren't really close, I guess, in high school, but we did, you know, my best friend in high school at the time you were dating. And so I guess that's how we were, you know, we became friends, but I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, you you're doing great and like you and I can still have a conversation and not be we're adults you know it's not like oh you know like you know we're being immature and like oh we can't talk but it's like no like we're adults we can have conversations and you know be able to talk about the past and be able to be mature about it and not be like high schoolers where it's like you know I think that's what it was just high school was just like you're still young and like you're you're very immature so 
yeah, that was definitely my, my mentality of just like, I didn't like boys. Incredibly immature. You're everyone in high school. Well, I mean, but it sounds like you were kind of pretty mature because you were, you realized, oh, these boys are disgusting. And to your point of your, your friend, just to make sure we're on the same page starts with an L. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, Don't get me in trouble, Eddie. I just wanted I to make sure. If she hears this, I love you, and I'm Trust sorry me. that we don't we don't talk anymore, but. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble. Trust me, she will not hear this because here's the sad part. Are, are, are you ready for this? I have reached out on multiple occasions, right? I've reached out to be like, hey, I get that, you know, you and I didn't work out. And unfortunate, uh, you know, I, I wanted us to work out, but it didn't work out. I get it. Can we be friends? Like, is that possible? Yeah, Every single time it's shot down, it's blocked. It's it's all this mm -hmm. stuff. So you know, unfortunately, you you know, some people just and I, you know, I can't speak for. But that's, but that's like with me and like my ex. Like I really like it. It didn't end. It, it didn't end horribly, but it didn't end well. And for me, it's like I don't really want to mend. If he came up to me, was like, "Hey, can we have like a conversation?" I don't know. Maybe I would have a conversation with him. But and then in that moment, I'm thinking like, "Oh, okay, this is why I broke up with him." Like I'm happy. Like I moved on. But then a sense is like I'm with such a per like my my boyfriend now like is so amazing and so wonderful. Like to me, my ex isn't worth it anymore. Like I, there's no having that conversation with the person. It's like, uh. So I understand, you know, where she's coming from, and I understand where you're coming from. Like wanting to just be like, hey, can we just be friends? You know. But I I understand like both sides, which I think is you know because I've been in both situations. Um, but for me, I'm like, I don't think if my ex was like, Oh, can we talk? I'm like, uh, no, because I love my boyfriend. So yeah. I don't think I would want to do that. Yeah. That's the thing. So it's... maybe that's, maybe that's the reason is, you know, she just definitely is in a point in her life now where she's like, you know what, you know, there's no hard feelings anymore. Maybe, you know, I just don't want to have that conversation anymore. Yeah. And I, and, and I can't say that we didn't have closure because, uh, like a year after we ended it, she was down in Florida and, we uh it was around christmas time and uh we we saw a movie at epic and we uh sat in that kind of it's called town center we sat in that town center area on a bench for like four hours and just talked and yeah so i mean i i feel like i have closure in that regards but i don't know i've just and a lot of people ask me eddie why do you even care like why do you why are you trying to hold on to her as a friend and why am i trying to hold on to anybody that i had a past relationship with and try to still keep them in my life it's I don't know. I feel like I've reached a point mentally where I'm just, this is it. As far as I know, this is, this is it. Every single day that goes by is gone. So today, after today, you and I right now, this thing here happening, it's gone after today. And yeah. the thing that I'm holding on to is it's recorded. It's recorded. I can go back to it. So I love revisiting stuff. It's nostalgia. It's, it's, it's very nostalgic. And that's why I was like, when you asked me to come on, I was like that I texted. So I'm still really, really close to Ryan Mateo, who I was really close with in high school. And I texted him. I was like, I'm going to be on Eddie's podcast. He's like, what? I was like, yeah. So when it comes out, I'm going to send it to him and be like, listen to this. But, um, I, when you, when you messaged me, I was like, that's awesome. I'm like, you're doing something so cool. Like I tell my brother all the time, my brother's very big into sports. And I was like, Joey, you need to go and get a podcast about like, talk about sports because it's something that's really interesting. And really like, he's so smart when it comes to that. I'm like, you need to use your talents and you're definitely, when it comes to podcasts, I enjoy, like, I'll enjoy listening to you. I don't really like uh terminator that much. So when you first started <laughs> doing mostly about terminator, I didn't really listen to it, but now that you're doing other things, which I think is a great thing to do, you know, instead of having that face thing, you know, definitely broadening your horizons and stuff like that. But that 
which made me and then when you had the episode with Boyd I'm like oh let me listen to this it's nostalgic and makes me think about the times when we were in high school and I I do wish we can go back and and relive those moments again just just for a little bit just give me like a just a couple hours of just that of being in that situation and going into chorus and and going to um, Epcot and being able to sing at the candlelight vigil and stuff and it's just I, I wish we could go back I really do yeah, and that's what I that that that's that's my reasoning for it. Just I feel like so many people don't realize that like it's when they do realize it, you're 50, you're 60, you're like, "Oh yeah. man, why didn't I why didn't I try to keep that person in my life because they did make an impact at one point." So, why would you let that go? My favorite my favorite show is The Office, and there uh uh Andy says a thing where he's like, "I wish they would have told you you're in the good old times when you're in the good old times" or something like along those lines like you know, I wish someone would told you your, you know, your, these memories won't, you know, you'll always think about this. And that's, that's what high school was, is your, I always think about, you know, cause luckily with Facebook comes up and says, oh, you, this memory from 10 years ago. And I'm like, 10 years ago, holy crap is when I, you know, did this or did that. I'm like, oh my God, it's been 10 years already. I'm like, where did, like time does fly. It really, really does. And it's, it's scary. And right now we're in a really scary time in our lives. So it seems like time's going really slow. But again, like I know a lot of people are taking the time right now as a blessing, you know, because they were they're kind of taking a step back and realizing, you know, that what they have and how lucky they are and, you know, that they're blessed and how they're healthy. And I think that's I think the COVID came at the right time in the world, I think, you know, because everyone's kind of just taken a step back and realized how much like these moments will matter, especially like my brother and my sister they're seniors right now. This is their senior year. And I remember my senior year, like it was the best, one of the best times of my life. And now my brother and my sister both don't get to experience that. And it's really upsetting. They both don't have a graduation. They both didn't go to prom. I mean, I didn't go to my senior prom, but I love graduation. I remembered as soon as I walked out and I, we were walking in uh, the, whatever it's called, the Daytona. Where was it? That was uh, ocean, the-, oh, the ocean center. Yes. I remember just hearing like the the typical graduation, like the like I started crying. I'm like, wow, this is really happening. Like, and I feel bad. Like my brother, my sister won't get to experience that because of everything that's going on. So, truly, I'm happy of the the experiences that I did have in high school. Aren't they doing that at? uh, I thought they were doing something at the uh, Speedway. They are, but then my brother and sister they live in New York, so they're not able to do. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh, yeah yeah it's it's a shame that it had to happen but you know i do believe if i have to put a belief in something that you know this is something just it had to happen because you know whether it's a population control you know like like the world realizing whoa hold on there's way too many people here right now you know we gotta we gotta cleanse this 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 planet a little bit when it comes to things like that it's very there's a whole bunch of different uh, like scenarios people come up with and I'm like I don't know what's real and what's not but I'm just happy that no one in my family my direct family got it and you know I do know people that did get it but you know they they were able to you know survive it and luckily they're not in Florida they're all you know it's mostly New York that really got hit the worst and Mm. most of my family's in New York and I'm really blessed that no one in my immediate family you know got anything and my dad who works in the city you know and he he runs the schools in Brooklyn 
and he had to be on the front lines almost every day. And I'm so blessed that he didn't get it and that he's so healthy and safe. And I was, you know, I texted him all the time. I was like, make sure you're wearing your mask, make sure you're taking a shower when you get home. And, you know, it, it's scary to know like that, you know, we're now that everything's being lifted and, and more people are allowed to go out. It is scary. And I'm, I'm still very nervous, but I'm happy that I'm able to go out more and like be able like, I'm like, I'm, I miss going out to like dinner and it happened, uh, the COVID, uh, it happened on like March 13th, which is my dad's birthday. My birthday was on the 26th of March. And that's like, I couldn't do anything. So I'm like, you know, I didn't get to experience having, you know, doing anything for my birthday, but I'm like, you know what? It's okay. Like, as long as I'm healthy, as long as my family's healthy, then that's all that matters to me. hundred percent, hundred percent. The thing I'm most, and this is just my little, uh, third world problem is I'm, I'm really hoping that I have tickets to see Joe Rogan in August and I'm hoping yes, he's coming to Amway, right? Oh uh, yeah, he is. He's coming to Amway and I love Joe Rogan. Picked those things up the moment they dropped and I got really good close seats and I'm just like, no, please don't, t please tell me he's not going to cancel because he's should, been canceling. By then it should, if not, it's going to be rescheduled and you're probably, I was, my boyfriend and I were going to go see Martin Lawrence um, on the 8th of May, but that had to be, or I don't know if they canceled it or rescheduled it, but we were going to go see Martin Lawrence, but um, we didn't get to do that. But yeah. I would like to see Joe. I love Joe Rogan. I think he's a very interesting guy. I Because my boyfriend, we go see, sometimes we'll go to uh, his friend's house and we'll watch like the fights and stuff. And, you know, he's one of the um, commentators and stuff. And he's just, he's a strange dude, but he's awesome. Yeah. Did you ever watch, uh, did, you, uh, did you ever watch Fear Factor? Oh yeah, I watch Fear Factor. I don't like the new one with uh, Ludacris, Ugh, right? It's Ludacris. No. Well, yeah, I don't like it, but it's but over. Yeah, I, I watched it. I watched it with Joe Rogan. Yeah, the 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 Ludacris one ended. Thank God. Um, okay. When Joe Rogan had hair, he did. Isn't it he, weird to like see him like balding? Hair, yeah, he had hair for a little bit, and then he decided, nah, I'm gonna go bald. <laughs> Looks so much better bald. Um, what is your take on that? Like, like, is that like, is that something that you realize you've kind of evolved out of it? Like, like is a bald guy more attractive to you now than, than like no, than in because, high school? No, because my dad's bald. And if I, I can't know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not, I mean, I have daddy issues, but it's not like that, but no, I, I couldn't No, bald is not for me. Um, I step my, my mom's ex-husband is bald. My dad is bald. I'm like, Nope, I need, Luckily, my, my boyfriend has a nice head of hair, and um, I'm I'm more of a sucker for beards. I like a, I like a good beard. Ooh, so you're like Kesha. Yeah, I like a good I like a good beard. Um, my boyfriend he grew out dating me. He grew out his beard. His family hates it because you know they want him to be clean and you know clean shaven and everything. I'm like, no, nope, I'm sorry. I'm like, you don't get to look at him every day. I do. Yeah. So I'm like, you need to have a nice beard and you know, and that's my big thing is, is I'm, I'm a beard girl. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a, that's definitely a Kesha thing at the end of one of her songs. She's like, I like your beard. Uh, <laughs> it is like, but like, uh, for, for girls, you know, it's weird. It's, uh, I was never into a girl having short hair and like over, a pixie cut, uh, or like just regular, like a bob. Uh, I will be a hundred percent honest. I don't know the, the styles you're mentioning okay, right so now. So a pixie cut, a pixie cut would be more like pink, like the singer pink. Oh, uh, okay. I, okay. Like that's a pixie cut. And then a bob would be more like to her ears. Okay. So I guess more like a bob. Okay. Um, 
but over the years, I don't know, like I've, I've come in contact with multiple girls that are women, whatever you want to say. And, and I don't know, like it's something certain people can rock it. And I've, oh, yeah. I found myself going, Hmm, this is weird. I never thought I would one day find this particular style attractive. Like I always thought it if was. I, if I didn't have such like a round face and my cheeks weren't so chubby, I would want at one point shave my head. I think that Ooh. just like, there's something about that. I think is so powerful. Like Natalie Portman in V for Vendetta where she shaves, you know, there's uh-huh. something powerful. And then Charlize Theron for Mad Max when she shaved her head, yep. there's something powerful about a woman with a shaved head. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but like, um, what's her from walking dead um she was in black panther too she has a shaved head yep um demi Demi moore and gi jane demi moore had a shape like there's something when women shave because women are are i guess categorized by their hair by their looks and everything like that and when a woman can shave her it means like she's pretty much saying like fuck you fuck your gender norms fuck how you feel about me. I'm going to shave my head. And it's like, there's something so powerful, but my, my face is too, too fat for that. Like I have too much of a round face for me to, to be able to actually cut it and shave it. But I props to women who do that because that's, that's some badass shit right there. It definitely is. What is your hairstyle now? Like, is it just like a medium length? Oh, my roots are so bad right now. No, my, my hair is like normal, uh, probably to my, I just got it cut. I had really long hair and then I decided I wanted to cut it all off. Um, and go up to like my shoulders, but, um, my hair right now, I've always been blonde and I've gone back and forth when, with blonde hair, with brown hair, with blonde hair, with blonde hair, brown hair, you know, gone back and forth. But right now I have, I just got my hair done right before COVID. So now my roots are growing in, but I've always, I've always wanted to just blonde. That's what I'm blonde hair and, and medium length. Wow. But just well, basic, but my roots are so bad right now. I don't even like people are like, Oh, did you dye your hair? I'm like, no, it's just, my roots are just so bad. Cause I had my hair salon been closed because of COVID luckily they're opening back up. So I messaged my, my, uh, hairstylist. I was like, Hey, do you have any availability? Cause I need to come in now. I'm like I need my hair done now. And she's like, yeah, she's like, um, I don't have any, uh, availability to the end of June. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, that's something that I realized too because I just uh, tried to schedule a haircut and they're like, okay, I'm available three weeks from now. I'm like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? I, what? Oh, God do damn it. Go, do you go to the barber or do you go to like a hair place? Oh, I go to a, her name's Leo. I go to a salon because I get the full treatment there. I'm not getting some buck-toothed bastard that's just going to shave my head and send me on my what way. Do you go to? It's in Poncos. Uh, she's on, uh, Florida park drive. Yeah. It's on Florida park drive. And, uh, she does like the, she'll like rinse your hair, shampoo it, conditioner. She'll, she gives me like a a massage. You get get a full, yeah, you get a full thing. My, (laughs) it's funny. I live in Jacksonville, but my, my hairdresser's in, in Palm coast. She works in European village. And, um, I travel down to Palm coast to see her because I'm like, you're amazing. And I will make that trip just to get my hair done. Yeah. Loyalty. It's very important. And, you know, she thanked me for that when, uh, when she said, okay, I'll, I'll be available in three weeks. I was like, okay, I, I, I don't yeah. go anywhere else because it doesn't feel right. So I'll wait. And she's like, thank you for your loyalty. Cause I mean, you really think about it. That's, that's one business that you need to have loyalty when it comes to, uh, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they, yeah. they literally count on people just returning because yeah. <laughs> I think your biggest, your biggest things are 
your hair, your hairdresser, for women, it's who does your eyebrows, like who waxes your eyebrows is a big thing. And then your tattoo artist, if you can't trust your tattoo artist, that's mm. permanent, you know? Yeah. You got some tattoos? I do. I actually, it's funny because I never really was a fan of tattoos, but when I turned 18, I got a tattoo. Then another one, I have one, two, three, I think I have, I think I have five right now, so not many. two tattoos on it right now but i want to do a full a full half sleeve on that all right interesting i like it um so uh i'm calling you out here uh you're definitely driving yeah <laughs> you can hear it now i was like i'm sitting in the parking lot i was like i gotta go home i'm like i'm gonna get home at 5 30 I totally 100% understand. And the reason I know you're driving is two reasons. One, I can hear it. And two, you were cutting in and out. So, um, oh, no, it's, it's totally fine. Uh, we have been going for some time here. So yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's appropriate to say it has been a 100% pleasure to have you on here. And I was yeah. really, I was really looking forward to, to this one in particular, because, you know, it's just, uh, I love reconnecting and, and, uh, you know, like you said, we weren't necessarily the closest in high school. And I think that was largely because of the friend groups that we had. And when you're in high school, you just kind of, you know, you kind of put up walls against some other people just because it's like, oh, okay, well I'm with this group. So I'm not necessarily going to really associate with, with this group. I'll moderately associate. So, uh, it's just nice that, you know, like you said, we were able to mature over these 10 years or so. Ten, Yeah. Not almost a decade. And yeah, it's uh, it just shows you how uh, how the mind. I mean, evolves. technically, I've known you since what two thousand and yeah two thousand and ten or two thousand and nine. No, two thousand ten is when I started my sophomore year. So ten, it's been ten years. Ten years that I've known you. <laughs> you know, ten fucking years. Oh my god. That 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 we've known each other. That we've that we've social media creeped on, and yeah, that's that's what it is. So yeah. Uh, I hope, uh, I hope your boyfriend has a great birthday. Uh, I hope I'll you... let him, I'll let him know that I gave him a shout out and he'll like it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I hope you guys, uh, you're, you're able to celebrate somehow. I don't know, uh, what We're exactly. We're doing something this weekend. I, I have, um, I don't know if you know what a Polaris slingshot is. It's like the, the motorcycle kind of car thing. It has two wheels in the front and one in the back. Okay. I think I, yep. I think I can see it. Yeah, we uh, I rented one of those for him, so we're gonna do that on Sunday. And luckily, if it's a three day weekend coming up for Memorial Day, so I don't know if my family wants to do something, but you know we're definitely gonna do something for him because we didn't get to do anything for me. So well, we did go, we went to St. Augustine for me, but we never like I didn't get to go and have a, a party or anything like that. I didn't, I didn't get to see any of my family because that's when it first started. Now that it's being lifted, I'm able to see my family again. Um, but yeah, I, I think this weekend and then. He doesn't know it yet, but he probably, I don't know what, when this uh, episode will come out, maybe before, maybe after the, but I bought him a pair of shoes to surprise him. So that's a little gift that's coming in the mail soon. So if he's listening to it and it hasn't come yet, I'm sorry to ruin the surprise, but they're coming, man. They're coming. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah, St. Augustine's beautiful. I love it. It's unfortunate that it's riddled with homeless people. <laughs> oh, I lost her. I lost her. No, we can't. Uh, yeah, there we go. That is my ringtone, everybody. Listen to that. I lost you. You know, the, this part of Jacksonville fucking sucks. I'm sorry. It's okay. And okay, yeah, you sound far away now. So we definitely got to wrap this thing up. Um, 
I will stay in touch with you and uh, thank you so much for, uh, especially on your boyfriend's birthday coming on. It's so cool <laughs> that you put yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think next time Boyd's in town and then hopefully by that, you know, the COVID will be up and maybe we could do like an in-person one and we can all just talk and share stories and talk about Scientology for four hours. <laughs> that is a mutual interest between the three of us. So yes. <laughs> Jasmine, have a good night. Okay. Thank you so much, Eddie. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye.